Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball here on Timberwolves Explosion? Episode number 38. Today is November the 24th, 2009. Yes, it has been about a month since I have done a show, but that is because the lawn cleanups. Yes, the lawn cleanups got in the way, and that's something I believe I warned about a month ago. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, it was pretty much seven days a week for three weeks. So that's the deal. Sorry, I spent a long time. Going to have a little bit of change of format for the show. Uh, thinking of possibly eliminating the ads that I was doing, uh, advertising the other shows, uh, stuff like that. Going to try to cut out of the adding and the plugging so much. And just let's just talk Timberwolves basketball along with the other shows. That's what the ads were about. So we won't get into that. The... Uh, the idea for today's show today, of course, well, things looked pretty good in the very first game of the season, didn't it? It looked pretty good. Timberwolves were down by quite a bit, about 16 points to the New Jersey Nets. Made a nice comeback. The Nets looked like a pretty darn good basketball team at the time, didn't they? Brooke Lopez looked dominant, and <laughs> so did Devin Harris. Wolves make that comeback and all that good stuff. Well, the Nets haven't won a game since, and neither have the Wolves. 1-13 Minnesota, 0-13 New Jersey. Good stuff. So that's going to be uh, the guest of the show today. Not going to review every single game, of course. Going to mostly just talk Wolves here. We're not gonna, I'm not going to really get into stats and all that stuff. Not really much to get into there. It's not even worth it, frankly. We're going to really mostly discuss what's really going on with this team, including uh, possibilities of things getting a pretty, pretty crazy here later on in the year despite of a little quote that David Kahn mentions, uh, that there are no pirates here. So we'll get into that very shortly, and I'll just tell you why that is a quote mentioned by David Kahn. So that's pretty much the idea of episode number 38 today. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes, thesportstuff.com. I also thank you for downloading and listening to this show. Do call into the phone line, 736 Excuse me, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877, that is how your voice can be on this show. Do your comment, shout out, whatever it is, leave your name in town, and you will be played on the air, and uh, there you go. So that's the gist. Let's get into it right now. No break, at least early on. <laughs> I'm going to change the format a little bit here. Got to change it a little bit. And of course, today's show is going to be a little bit more of a broad I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brush with a broad stroke today because, of course, we're 14 games in. Minnesota is 1-13. Uh, there, there's some alarming stuff going on in the NBA, uh, things I didn't expect at all. But you pretty much heard what happened, and we all remember what happened. Game 1, things were pretty exciting. Johnny Flynn leading a comeback, driving the lane, getting to the free throw line, getting things done. It was just, it was, it was amazing. It was like, oh my God. You know, that was also the first day of a new schedule where I have to get up a lot earlier in the morning. And it's like, oh man, I, I hope I can get to sleep here. That really got me excited. You know, I mean, that kind of thing could get me excited because I care so deeply about this team. As I hope some of you out there still do. Some of you out there still do. And we just, yeah, we haven't won a game since. Lucky number 13 the other night, last night the Los Angeles Clippers. Pretty competitive game, of course, but still, we lost the game. I mean, just like we lost the game to the Boston Celtics. Competitive as all heck. But we lost. 
thought we lost. That's that's all that matters. A, a loss is a loss. There is no moral victory. I, I think that's a joke. No matter how talented or untalented your team is. Just just win the damn game. Just win the damn game. Timberwolves beat the Boston Celtics. I guarantee you they're not 1-13 right now. They'd probably be a little bit closer to Memphis's record of 5-9. and nine. The Memphis bleeping Grizzlies are 5-9, and nine, folks. Now, that's not a great record to brag about, but it sure as hell is a lot better than what we are. They have five times more victories than the Wolves do. The Washington Wizards, well, they're about the most injury-prone team ever. I mean, yeah, your three best players are hurt about as much as, uh, <laughs> about as much as Troy Hudson was for us. That's about it. That's why they're three and nine, regardless of Flip Saunders is the coach or not, and regardless of what you think of Flip Saunders. I don't think he's the greatest coach ever. He was good, but he's not the greatest ever. No. I mean, this is pretty much going to be the gist of the show today, though, folks. I'm going to kind of do a broad stroke, like I mentioned. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to show how the Wolves stack up to the rest of the league. It's, what's, I just, you can, if you can hear it in my voice, I'm a little bit more of a loss for words than, than you'd like me to be coming into the show here, because it's more of a figure of speech, though. I mean, what the hell's going on? One in thirteen, Johnny Flynn, the red hot rookie. You know, I was just all over him last June, and I still am all over him. But what what what's all this BS about the triangle offense and how Johnny Flynn needs to learn the triangle offense? So we're gonna hold him back. We're gonna hold back Johnny Flynn to uh, get him to learn the triangle offense. Well, a certain other point, Garrett, I'm going to get into that pretty quick here. Pretty quick. I'm going to do a little comparison with two other guys in the NBA. One, the Wolves couldn't take anyway. Tyreek Evans and the other, Brandon Jennings. There, I gave that away. But you get the idea. While one of those two guys is out there averaging about 26 points a game. So, uh, yeah, don't compare the two right now. We're just trying to hold Johnny Flynn back so he can learn the triangle offense. Um. Now about the triangle offense, folks, which is kind of one of the takes of the uh, of the day here, one of the main gifts of the show today. The triangle offense. Michael Jordan, you know, I'm not saying he was a genius. I mean, look how the Wizards turned out. But he said a while back, when he went to the Washington Wizards to play, he said, I don't think young players really are equipped to play in the triangle offense, so we're not going to go there. And, uh, well, the Wolves are 1-13. You can say whatever you want about Michael Jordan and how he handled the situation in Washington when he was there, but the Wolves are 1-13. And um, I, I don't know. I don't know if this team, the current roster, the current makeup of this roster, is fit for the triangle. I mean, maybe someday they will be, but I don't know. This is just, it doesn't even look like the triangle offense. I mean, I, I, I watched the L.A. Lakers over the years when I used to go to Wolves games. It doesn't even look like a triangle. I mean, you get in an actual triangle. You physically get in a triangle. The players move around. Either the quick passing gives Shaq a one-on-one or a wide-open three for a Rick Fox, uh, Derek Fisher, you know, or uh, Devin George, or, or Robert Ory for open three or outside shot. Or by gum, as I mentioned, Shaq's single-teamed, and the other team is screwed because Shaq at the time was unstoppable when he was single-teamed. Um, I mean, none of this is happening. I, n- not even close. 
Now, we don't have Shaq, we don't have Rick Fox or any of those guys. We don't have anybody on this team, to me, that is a consistent three-point shooter. But And, and th- that's another thing to me. Well, I, I don't get it. It doesn't look like the triangle, and it sure as hell ain't executing anything close to it. And I, I don't know. I'm beginning to wonder about the triangle and if it's really a, a good idea right now. I mean, maybe later, but right now, I, I don't know if it's really a, a, a good idea with, with a certain makeup of this team. And uh, Gary Payton went to the L.A. Lakers, a dominant point guard at the time, getting older, and his game just disappeared after that when he got went into the triangle. I'm not sure the triangle is equipped for a guy like Johnny Flynn, and that's starting to scare me a little bit. Trouble with the triangle. Yeah, there's a little trouble with the triangle over in Minnesota. We're not talking about the Illuminati. That's a bigger problem that's going on in the world, not uh, in the Target Center. This is, uh, it's it's disappointing. Now, I, I, I used to, get, I mean, I've gotten attacked in the past that I'm a bleeping idiot for, and yes, they used the word, and I kicked them off my YouTube immediately because that's not going to go on any message boards. I don't want that kind of word talk on there. But, uh <laughs> I believe an idiot for thinking that they're being surprised that the Wolves are horrendous or whatever. Um, I don't think the Wolves should be 1-13. I'm, I'm sorry if that if that makes somebody think I'm stupid and don't understand basketball. Um, I'm not sure I lean in Marcus's direction, like this team could have won 41 games. At one, you know, he, he, got, he, he actually believed that back a few episodes ago, you, if you hear it, that he thought this could be a potential playoff team. I wasn't in that direction. I was thinking low 30s, but... Folks, we're gonna we're in the bottom two in the entire NBA with New Jersey, and I mean far and away the bottom two right now. And I'm I'm a bit surprised with the current roster that we're this bad. I mean, it's not a it's not the worst roster I've ever seen. It it really isn't. And people that I know very well that work with me on TimberwolvesPress.com. I believe in this team could be worse than the Dallas Mavericks, the 94 Mavericks that lost 73 games. I don't know about that, but maybe, maybe. I mean, we're not beating anybody. We got creamed by Memphis, folks. We got creamed by the Memphis Grizzlies. We were losing by 20 points to the Memphis flipping Grizzlies. We got beat by the Clippers pretty soundly twice. Every time we play the Portland Trailblazers, we get so destroyed it is not watchable. It is unwatchable when you see the Wolves and the Portland Trailblazers. I don't even want to turn on the TV when it's Minnesota and Portland anymore. I'm sick of it. And at least Randy Foy is gone, so that part of the equation is out of the way. But I'm telling you, I'm sick of it. (laughs) It's... Now again, I'm sorry if I'm kind of bouncing around, but that's just what's going on today. That's, That's how it is. I mean, it's been about a month since the last show. 14 games have happened. And there's a lot on my mind. But, uh, yeah, trying to stay in the general area. The, the play of this team is so alarming, man. I didn't. I just didn't think it could be this bad. I really didn't think it could be this bad. Call me an idiot all you want, but it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. So, take a quick break from the Wolves, and I'm going to jump into the, uh, the NBA in general right here real quick. Uh, teams that are that there's no surprise that I guess I was right on, especially early on. Of course, L.A. Lakers, yes, 
Dallas Mavericks I underrated. Um, San Antonio is six and six, folks. Six and six. I had them as the number two seed, but it looks like they're starting to kind of get their act together, so that's good in that sense. New Orleans I had as a playoff team. They're only six and nine. They fired Coach Byron Scott, which is absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. And um hmm. Just crazy. But they're starting to play a little bit better, a little bit better basketball. Pages Tinkakovich, I mean Stoyakovich is starting to make his uh his his shots again. He's the X factor for that team. This Pages Stoyakovich plays plays up to his level of you know, of talent. The New Orleans Hornets have a chance to be pretty good. Maybe even the number two seed, you know, long term, like they were a few years ago. That's a pretty good basketball team when they have the pieces working together over there. Dallas, as I mentioned, has definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, <laughs> Memphis is Memphis, whatever. You know, maybe they're they're a little teeny tiny bit better, I guess you could say. Denver and Portland, exactly what I expected. Two outstanding teams duking it out for the Northwest Division Championship. Utah, exactly what I expected again. A, a team that's going to be above 500, but nothing special. Well, folks, here it is. Here's a team you compare the Timberwolves to. Oklahoma City is seven and seven. Oklahoma City is seven and seven. Minnesota and Seattle at the time were pretty much neck and neck the year that Kevin Durant was drafted. Yeah. Now that's where the Sonics got a little bit lucky and they were able to wind up with him, but still. Ever since, the moves have been a lot better. They made a lot better moves along the way. They've had a little more luck at the same time, but uh, Russell Westbrook instead of uh, O.J. Mayo or Kevin Love. Russell Westbrook looks like he might be the best of that bunch. Very good move. Risky, but very good move. Look look at the look Oklahoma City Thunder right now. They're the eighth seed as of today. Yeah, eighth seed. And that's with San Antonio breathing down their backs, but hey, Houston, I Oklahoma City might leapfrog them. Houston is the sixth seed right now. They're looking pretty good with... Guy like Kyle Lowry, <laughs> and of course, uh, no Tracy McGrady, no Yao Ming, but Trevor Ariza averaging 19 points a game. That's pretty impressive, actually. Good job by them. Yep, Wolves 1-13. Going to get back to them in a second when I'm going to compare Johnny Flynn, Brandon Jennings, Tyreek Evans. A little conversation in a few minutes here. Going to keep the show at about 30 minutes, as mentioned several times in the past. Lakers are what I expected. They're 10-3, and and they're you know a championship contender. But how about the Phoenix Suns? They're eleven and three. The Phoenix Suns are eleven and three. They're playing outstanding basketball, man. Steve Nash hasn't aged at all, and Amari Stoudemire. Whew! From what I've seen, you know, because I have NBA TV and I've been watching it religiously lately, keeping up with the whole league. That's why I'm able to get into this stuff. They are playing phenomenal basketball. The Phoenix Suns. They've been a huge shock. I didn't even have them in the postseason at all. They are the number one seed as of right now. In the Western Conference, excellent. Clippers about what you'd expect, six and nine. Sacramento has been moving up, folks. Sacramento's moving up because of a guy named Tyreek Evans being part of that team, and a guy named Jason Thompson too. Those guys are really helping that Sacramento Kings team. Tyreek Evans, whew, he is looking good. Golden State is what you'd expect—a mess, but a little bit better than uh, some people might expect. And they look awfully damn good when the Minnesota Timberwolves played the Golden State Warriors. So I'll get into that right now really quick, since I'm on the topic of the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Ah, I'm just so 
it just it just made me feel so good inside. Because, of course, I didn't really get, I didn't get to see the whole game because I had to get to bed to get up early in the morning because it's a West Coast game. Sometimes it's just going to happen with me now. Um, I just loved how the announcers, now this was in Golden State, Monday the 9th. In Golden State, the announcers, uh, Jim Peterson, Tom Hanneman, you know, Jim Peterson's more honest. Tom Hanneman's kind of a, a Wolves crony, you know, but that's just how it's going to go when you're with the organization for 20 plus years. Um, they were saying how, yeah, this is an opportunity for the Wolves to tune up and, and, and get a win tonight. You know, they, they should be able to win tonight. A great opportunity for the Wolves to kick a team's butt, score a ton of points, and get out with a victory. Um, it looks like the Golden, you know, the Golden State Warriors must have been saying the same exact thing. And uh, I, I was a little worried when they were saying that because haven't we learned from the past? Every time we go to Golden State, whether we're a great team like we were in '04 or a horrendous team like we are now. We always get cr- just crushed when we go to Golden State the last 10 years or so. Well, when I updated my iPod in the morning, at really early in the morning to check out the score, of 146 to 105, Timberwolves have lost by 41 points to the... Oh, I almost said it. I'm sorry, folks. Almost said it. To the Warriors without swearing. Yeah. That that's when you know things are going really bad, and um, <laughs> pretty pretty interesting stuff. I'll get into that David Kahn thing when I also when I get into uh, Timberwolves here in a second. So back to the the broad stroke again. <laughs> I just I had to side track with that really quick. To Eastern Conference, like Cleveland's what you'd expect. Orlando's what you expect. Atlanta's. Really doing better. A lot of people thought they were going to go down. Boston, what you'd expect. Toronto's disappointing. And uh, so on and so forth. But really, the everything is pretty much what a lot of people expected, other than the Wizards are worse than people expected. And the Milwaukee Bucks, as this is where I'm going to finally segue into the next topic, where I'm going to do some rookie comparisons and get into little David Kahn some more. Um, Brandon Jennings and the Milwaukee Bucks are 8-4. and four. Yeah, the same Milwaukee Bucks that were as bad as the Timberwolves last year. And uh, a certain point guard by the name of Ramon Sessions was doing pretty good for that team last year, last couple of years. Did a pretty good job for them last year. Helped make things interesting when the Wolves played them. But they were, yeah, they were like a 21-win team last year. They're 8-4 and four already. They've already won eight games. Brandon Jennings, as we here we go, the segue, is averaging 24.2 points, 4.3 rebounds, 5.7 assists. Yep. Yep, it's it's really happening, and uh, I, I can't believe it. I still can't believe what's what's going on with Brandon Jennings. Um, I liked him a lot, actually, going into the draft, but no way in hell could I have thought that this is going to happen. And I do remember mentioning, I listened to an old show that I recorded back in February that they were comparing Brandon Jennings to Gilbert Arenas. That, that's exactly what he is. He's, he's a Gilbert Arenas. Unbelievable that he's that good. And at such a young age, even Gilbert Arenas wasn't averaging that much. At the tender age of 20, a very young 20, and already leading a young team to a winning record and possibly a playoff berth if, if they can you know sustain some solid basketball along the way in a fairly weak Eastern Conference at, at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. The top is real strong, but the bottom isn't. Um, yeah. Tenth overall pick, and I do remember him saying 
that the Bucks are going to come ahead with that pick. Tenth overall pick, Brandon Jennings, that's pretty good. Um, I mentioned a thousand times that he was good for for big men. I mean, he basically is the kind of guy who would make big men better because of how he penetrates to the basket and finds the open man, which is something Johnny Flynn has not been doing. He's not been doing. His, his assists are awfully low, and uh, I'm confused by, by the whole thing right now. Uh, Brandon Jennings is a better scorer than a passer, though. I, I, it's just it's amazing. The guy's going to be the rookie of the year, bar none, if things continue anywhere near what they're doing right now. I mean, this guy is amazing. And uh, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks, possibly taking the best player in the whole draft. Yeah, quite possibly they may have the best player in the whole draft long term because the Clipper curse has not been <laughs> removed yet. Blake Griffin needs to get healthy and prove himself in the NBA. He hasn't done it yet, but he, he probably will. So before we get into the Wolves, Tyreek Evans, look at him. Look at Tyreek Evans, the, the love we lost, the love we never knew, because the son of a gun, Sacramento Kings, had moved Tyreek Evans up on the board to number four, and they took him. Look at him, already averaging 19 points, 4.6 rebounds, 4.8 assists a game. The guy's already better than O.J. Mayo, folks. He is already better than O.J. Mayo. He's physically stronger than him. And uh, the guy just plays an amazing game of basketball. And I'm just, man, frustrated that we couldn't have wound up with maybe a Tyreek Evans, Johnny Flynn backcourt. As things would be a lot different, I think, in Minnesota right now if we could have had Tyreek with Johnny Flynn. Because, by the way, Wayne Ellington is out of the rotation now. Out of the rotation. So, all right. All hail the triangle. No three-point shooting. Great. It's not going to happen, folks. Triangle trouble in Minnesota. Tyreek Evans could have, well, at least been somewhat of a help. I mean, he'd be our leading scorer right now. That's for sure. Because Al Jefferson sure the heck isn't. <laughs> well, he is, but he's not doing much. He's not doing anything special right now. Um, so now that's that's pretty much the deal. Uh, Tyreek Evans and Brandon Jennings. As of right now, I mean, the way Tyreek Evans has been playing, he's been having 28-point games. I mean, he started pretty slow, but he's been having 28, 24-point games, game after game after game after game after missing a, a game a few days ago. Uh, they're Right now, they're light years ahead of Johnny Flynn, and it's frustrating. And I know we got to be patient, and I think Johnny Flynn's going to catch up, but, but the question is when. When? When will Johnny Flynn be able to catch up? When will this triangle... This triangle that uh, is supposed to turn this team into a contender someday start to pay a, some some type of dividend. I mean, when are we going to start being able to beat sucky teams with it? I mean, we can't even beat Memphis. <laughs> can't even beat Memphis or or the Clippers with it, home or away. Right now, it's just it's off the charts. As final topic here, here we go. Here we go. As I didn't take a single break in this show. I'm probably going to change that next time around. It's just this one. I just wanted to go straight. I just wanted to go straight this ta- this this show. Screw the breaks. Screw the breaks this time. It's just an emotional show. Uh, David Kahn, after that Warriors game, made a comment saying that this this type of effort will not be tolerated all year. We're not going to tolerate this all year, and. Um, the Portland game just a few days later. The Wolves were losing by 20-plus 20, 20 in that game at home. And David Kahn <laughs> had a look in his face. Like, he looked like Mike, Michael Corleone. 
The look in his eyes resembled that of Michael Corleone before he's ready to make his next move. Yeah, a bloodbath. And um, there was talk that from sources inside the Target Center, but I'll leave it at that, <laughs> sources inside the Target Center have been talking that David Cott is very, very unhappy, and there's a very good chance this team could be blown up in the... Uh, by 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 midseason by the by the trade deadline. Regarding that topic, uh, David Kahn was questioned. His comment is, "We have no pirates here." When he was questioned of uh, how he keeps how he keeps this season players from feeling they're walking the plank, you know, his comment is, "We have no pirates here." So yeah, you don't have to worry about walking the plank. But uh, <laughs> the 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 saw the look I saw in David Kahn's eyes about about two weeks ago or a week ago or so. He looked like he was ready to drop a nuclear bomb on target center. Yeah, that's what he looked like he wanted to do at that point in time. And because it, it wasn't a look of, of anger. It was a look of... <laughs> it was a look of, you know, like a very devious look in his eye. Like, <laughs> these these guys are going to get... I mean, their day's coming real soon. I'm, I'm ready to push the button, and they're not going to like it. You know, I mean, well, they probably will like it, but it's just his way of thinking at the point in time. Um, that's pretty much where the Timberwolves stand at this point in time, folks. That's that's how the Timberwolves stand right now. It's a very tough to understand situation. Um, also, the thought, as I continue on the whole David Kahn deal, is the players that were on the quote-unquote plank, you could say, at the time, were Al Jefferson and Ramon Sessions. Al Jefferson and Ramon Sessions likely on their way out this season at some point in time. Uh, but Ramon Sessions of late has picked up his play, and he has actually outplayed Johnny Flynn until last night, when Flynn finally had a 17.5 assist game with only one turnover. He actually had his best game in a long, long time to Johnny Flynn. And uh, I applaud him like for, uh, for that. He shot 50% from the floor as well. But uh, Ramon Sessions, again, played pretty strong. So Ramon Sessions just might be uh, just might be off the hook for the time being. But, uh, folks, I'm going to say it here and now. According to sources and according to just uh, my gut feeling, because I've been around this league for a long, 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 long time, if Al Jefferson is a Timberwolf by March, or let's just say even up to September next year, I'll be surprised. I think Al Jefferson's gone, folks. He doesn't fit into the triangle. And I love Al Jefferson, folks. I really love him. But uh, right now, he does not fit into the triangle. The passing is not what it needs to be from your big man. Shaquille O'Neal was perfect for the triangle because the, the, the catch and pass, you got to move it around. The players are moving around in the perimeter. And the triangle is uh, uh, rotating, basically. That's how it works. That's how it works. It rotates around. And uh, it's a beautiful thing when it's executed properly. It's not Al Jefferson's game. Al Jefferson is a Hakeem Olajuwon type, which is great. But he's not playing like a Hakeem Olajuwon. He's playing like an injured Kevin Garnett, who was, you know, not as offensively talented as Al Jefferson, I think, can be. Um He's playing like an injured Garnett, basically, this year. And I don't know what's going on, with, with like, minus the passing. Um, not sure what to say. I don't think Al Jefferson will be a Timberwolf long-term. 
And uh, it, it won't be for Amari Stoudemire either. I don't think Phoenix would do that. And uh, if they did, I could kind of see why Khan might do it, only because Amari Stoudemire will be a free agent. He, he, he wouldn't be coming here to stay here. It'd be an extreme, extreme cap relief for the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're talking mega salary cap relief. That is why David Kahn would trade uh, Al Jefferson. That's why David Kahn would trade Al Jefferson because of extreme salary cap relief. We're talking 15 million more books uh, money off the books. That's a lot of money off the books, folks, going into 2010. That's why he would do it. Make sense? Make sense, folks? Yep, I agree. <laughs> All right, so we're looking to wrap up the show here. Do check out thesportstuff.com. Do sign up to the message boards. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Click on that. That's how you'll be prompted to sign up to the message boards. Click on register, and there you go. Mention Paladino Live as a referral. Two separate words, P-A-L-A-D-I-N-O Live. That will be a great help. Also, don't forget to do the call-in line, 209-736-7877. Thank you for listening to this breakless show. Just a boom, 30 minutes straight. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I do appreciate it very much. Format is going to be different uh, from now on, but I'll probably have a small break here, here and there with a little bit of music. So uh, until then, we will talk to you later. Thanks again for listening. 